Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Season three, episode uh, 30. Wow. It is Wednesday night, May 18th, 2022 at 721 Eastern Standard Time. My name is Mark. And my name is Kevin. And you are listening to the Excuse Me. I'm speaking podcast what's going on everyone sorry uh for our weekly uh, uh listeners i think it's been like three weeks since our last episode uh it's been very difficult uh for kevin and i to connect over the last three weeks but we finally did it on wednesday night we're finally here and we got to cover three weeks of stuff in this episode kevin so let's get right to it kevin do you have any updates well- I, I will say the uh, three weeks ago, I missed that because I was on golfing. Beautiful summer day. At least it felt like that up in New Brunswick area. Can't even but pronounce. Golf in Brunswick must be really nice. Hey, is that true? You know what it reminds me of, believe it or not, is Brantford. It has like super rolly hills, really wide greens. Um, I would say here it's far more uh, um, untouched. But, but, it, but I guess uh, I, that was the first, second time. Um, I think, Mark, I, I believe you were in the United States uh, doing businessman stuff. Yeah, over the last three weeks, I've been into, the, into Utica, Michigan, and uh, been spending time with the good Michigan folk down there in Utica, and I had a great time, great hotel, and uh, I mean, and it then, work, but... And then the uh, then I had the last week, I had a conference I was at, my first ever cannabis conference in Fredericton, which was awesome. And of course, I think one of the things Mark's left down is that uh, he's become actually he's he has a new job, guys. And uh, Mark, just tell tell him what you got. No, I think it's, yeah, no, because I think it's funny on the side, like because I still have my full time job, but uh, on the side, I picked up a job as a as a dasher working for DoorDash. Like, I, if you live in Bradford <laughs> on the weekend, I might deliver your food to your door. And uh, this has been uh, it's I'm not I've been actually done it yet. But they, uh, it was really easy to apply and get the job. There's no even like interview. Like they don't even see like a picture of you or anything. Like they get like your driver's license and and that's it. They do like a small uh, criminal background check, which I'm sure is very easily passable. And just boom, all of a sudden I got hired to be a door dasher and they're, they're sending me all these text messages. They're like, Bradford's busy right now. And, uh, <laughs> but I looked it up and these guys, they make like 23 to 24 bucks an hour. And uh, working on the side, that's good money. You know what I mean? You do a few hours here on a Saturday and a few hours on a Sunday. It, it adds up, man. 52 that, weeks man. in a year, right? All of a sudden, yeah. Especially yeah. because in the last three weeks, uh, there was a big UFC pay-per-view. Uh, uh, Justin Gaethje versus Charles, Charles Oliveira. And Kevin, I lost so much money. I lost, I, I lost so much money on this UFC. I'm embarrassed, and I'm not even going to say how much. Just know that I I lost on a big bet and I got nervous. I thought I had a sure thing and I doubled down on the next fight and I lost both of them. And I, I lost so much money. So I'm thinking, you know what, maybe on the weekend, I'm going to start picking this up and then I can get some of that money back. And then later on, if I want to do gambling or if I want to do investments or stuff like that, I can just take the money out of uh, out of this. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. What do you think, Kevin? Well, you know what? I think we got a hell of a good show tonight for the 30th episode of season three. And you know what? I'm going to break it down as you usually do. I'm going to break it down. Woo! All right, guys. Of course, it's been three weeks. So there's a lot of gaps Mark and I have to touch and fill in. 
And it's, of course, going to start off with Biden. It's, then we're going to touch on Russia, <laughs> of course, COVID. Of course, we bring your climate change updates as well. Then we're going to bring you an opinion piece. We're going to talk about all these shooting events that are in the news suddenly. What's happening in the elections in Ontario? What's happening with the MCU and Netflix? And of course, we're going to bring your strange headlines, the millionaire game, the sports headlines, the strain of the day, the movie trailer day. And of course, it starts from the top with my co-host, Mark. Yeah, so let's get right into uh, uh, our Biden update. Uh, Biden is being sued right now for colluding with big tech to suppress free speech on Hunter Laptop. So if you remember that uh, that laptop that was uh, not supposed to be real, but then, oh, yeah, it turns out it is is totally real. And everyone in the media <laughs> was lying to you. Uh, yeah, if you remember that now, they they're trying to do anything they can to stop. Like, what is on this laptop, Kevin? I mean, if you remember at the beginning of the story, how this happened was Hunter Biden took his laptop in to get serviced. And then like the drug addict, he is never showed up to pick it up because he probably forgot where he dropped it off. And then. Uh, so once he didn't pick it up, it became uh, the owner of the store's uh, uh, property. And he went into that. And whatever he saw, we don't know what he saw, but whatever he saw, he immediately took to the FBI. Like that is like, why did he take it to the FBI if this is just a regular, you know what I mean? It's not like anyone cares what 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 Buddy's Pornhub site is, is like channel. You know what I mean? Like no one cares. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? I, like he would he wouldn't take it to the FBI for that. He would take it to the FBI for something big and and Biden and the whole team really seems like they've been trying to bury this for a long time. I mean, uh, the establishment media was on their side for so long, telling us the Hunter Biden laptop story isn't real and it's Russian disinformation and blah, blah, blah. And then then they came out and be like, OK, you know what? It's real. You guys were right the whole time. And then and now they're just trying to do anything they can to us to a suppress it. I don't know. What do you think about this? This headline for The New York Post, Kevin? Well, I, th I think it's quite um, fascinating how, you know, again, here we go. Biden's in the news again with these very credible uh, collusions. How, like you were saying, you know, big tech is suppressing free speech. And it was endorsed and completely uh, supported by the White House. And he's being sued from the uh, Republican committee. And to your point, like everyone in the beginning, uh, when this was first reported during the election, um, that, you know, on the laptop, there was some news of uh, Hunter Biden. Like, that was like the, like, oh, my God, maybe there's going to be a fans only of Hunter Biden out there on the Internet forever. Yeah. And then it turns out people are like, no, man, I think it's a lot worse than that. It's the laptop from hell. And now they're starting to realize, you know, it's a lot worse than anyone possibly could even thought. And so some guy released this um, website called something along the lines of, uh, um, HunterBiden'sLaptop.com. I'm not exaggerating. Really? No, that's not a thing. I'm looking that up right now. Look it up right now. Okay, it's, like Hunter Hunter Biden, it's like HunterBiden'sLaptop.com. And you can type in and it'll be like, there's 11,800 emails that you can search. There's all these photos you can search. It's quite fascinating. So so anyways, Mark, just be, be wary of what you click on there, sir. But it's quite, it's quite interesting because you have this colluding with big tech. And then just recently, you have the National Inquiry that posted uh, this news just happened a few weeks ago. It was Nina Jankowitz. 
who's Biden's different disinformation board chief. So Nina, she is going to be having the ability to create law um, specific to the national security of the Americans and refer oh, to anything that away. they disagree with as disinformation. And it's like we've entered an era of an incredible um, uh, aspect where we're going to be controlled in how we communicate, what we communicate. And even if we do communicate, it can be edited for the record. I know we're becoming China closer every day. It's pronounced China. China. But I mean, the idea of doing a disinformation board, I mean, Kevin, the people who are, <coughs> excuse me, the people who are starting the disinformation board are the very people who told us that the Hunter Biden laptop wasn't real. And they're the very people who told us that Trump was a Russian agent. I mean, they are the disinformation. Like, how do the people who are propagating the most disinformation out there get to say that they're in control of what is disinformation and what isn't disinformation? Like, this is bad news bears. Like, this is like this. This sounds bad now, but. 20 years from now, 100 years from now, this is going to be bad news bears that this ever happened. There's got to be a president who comes in who just rips this apart. Like, you know, like if it was Trump or even DeSantis, because it seems obvious the Republicans are going to win, like to me anyway, in the mm-hmm. in the next election. And, uh, and when they do, like, what are they going to do about this disinformation board? Are they going to use it to their end the same way that the liberals use it? Or are they going to just get rid of it? Like, it's like, like, what the fuck is even, is even a disinformation board? And even if we needed such a thing or we had to have such a thing, it probably shouldn't be led by the people who are giving us disinformation. Right. You know what I mean? Like when Hunter, oh, sorry, when Biden, uh, for months when he would get asked, like he'd be doing a questionnaire, like a little press conference, and then someone would stand up and be like, can you comment on this, on your son's laptop and what's going on here? And he would just turn around and walk away. Like straight up turn or just end the press conference. You right. know what I mean? Like, like, and now all of a sudden it's totally real. Come on, man. And sometimes he would tear into the guy like, oh, you're a Russian agent and you're this and you're blah, blah, blah. And oh, right. you, you're a, you're a one trick pony. And all you do is and all the things he says to them. And then months later, it's like, oh yeah, I know that was totally real the whole time. <laughs> and now these people are like, let's start a board to control disinformation. And I'm like, you're the one giving disinformation. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Well, it's, for, it's, to, me, it's, to me, it's frustrating, and I'm glad I'm already 40, and I'm not, like, a small child right now, and I'm going to grow up in this world. Yes. But, uh, I'm, I keep like, saying that to myself, being like, I feel okay. like, for us, we, we got to go through the best, like, the golden era of the internet age. You know, we weren't, like, boomers, so we weren't like, how do you use an iPhone? You know, we were, like, dominating how to use VCRs. We were dominating how to like do DVDs and video games, and yeah, yeah. we grew so up with that. Saying, shit. You're saying we were born into that. You're saying technology, yeah. The kids, and so, yeah. so now kids are going to be born into being like, "Hey guys, did you know that there's two genders?" And they're going to be like, "Actually, that's disinformation." There's four million genders, Susie. When I was yeah. a kid, when I was a kid, there was no such thing as disinformation. It was called bullshit. Well, it used to be and the problem and stones is, will break your bones, but names will never hurt me. And now they've taken names never hurt me, literally. I mean, the big, the, big the, the 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 big problem here is is that once once they have the balls to say that only we have the right information and all all other information is garbage, like that's 
you've given yourself way too much power. That is a power that someone who is utterly full of shit gives themselves. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, and think about where all information is. You can find information in books, information uh, in classrooms, information on the internet, information uh, on commercials and information on billboards. And there's information plethora everywhere. And in all mediums where information exists, there's bullshit. There's always been bullshit. When did like I like I understand not liking bullshit, but it's not like bullshit is new. You know what I mean? Like the I don't know. You should it's, like it's, if you it's believe, me it's... if you believe the earth is flat and you want to put out your videos that the earth is flat, you're you be allowed to do that. You shouldn't be censored. Now the earth isn't flat, and you're you know what I mean? You're probably not the brightest guy if you think it is, but here we go. That's a whole, whole that's the whole other it's a whole other topic, but but if you believe that, you should be able to share those ideas and not have the government be like that's disinformation. That's right. exactly, this is what this is what China's doing. China is censoring all of has censored for years all of their internet. They, these people can only research and look up things and read things and watch things that are approved by the Communist Party of China. That is it. That's right. all they have, and that's we're clearly moving towards that. We are like, and it's, and we're, and like you said, Kevin, like, we're glad that we're, we're older and we're adults while this is happening. We don't have to grow up because this is such, it was the, the time that we were born, Kevin, we're not that far apart in ages, is, is really magical in the sense that we're, we get to watch this all unfold. Like, we got to watch, uh, the rise of, of the third wave of, of, of feminism and the beginning of wokeness in the 90s. And we got to see where that went. We got to see the rise of the internet. We got to see where that went. And everything today is just going right to hell. Right. And, uh, and it's just going to get worse. This, 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 this is only going to get worse. I mean, I would suggest that it's possible that this disinformation board only exists while the liberals are in charge. Because if the Republicans take over and they keep the disinformation thing and they use it as a tool, just like the liberals, then they're just as bad as they are. And, well, and then that would make them full of shit, too, which I'm sure they are in the end of the day. But well, and, he, and here's the big joke, right? It's like the CIA has been doing disinformation campaigns for decades. Um, Project Mockingbird, for instance. And so so I really think that in reality, as we're all kind of like kind of navigating towards like um what's what's good information what's bad information the the most to your point the most striking point is like cnn and fox news and like infowars it's like they're all spreading you know what i mean because journalism used to be a thing where it's like used to read in the news when you're newspaper and you're like a kid or whatever and it would be like you know um this happened in brantford or hamilton or whatever and would would give an article on on the city on the map and it, it was like a really well-written journalist piece and nowadays it's like whoever reports whoever reports it first you know gains the most clicks and views and 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 uh, ad revenue and it doesn't matter if you're right doesn't matter if you're wrong just get the story out there and it's kind of like well, um, you're, right, you're right you're right kevin like the the stories today are are only not only not edited by the editor they're they're not even proofread like they have like spelling mistakes and shit in them and stuff like that. Yeah, and you're terrible. Like, what? You're like, what the hell is this? Just rush it out, get it out, get it the best, get it out. Get someone the get this out. Some someone who calls themselves a writer just ship this out, right? Like, trying to just get as much money as they can. 
And meanwhile, the whole country's IQ drops another point. And well, and speaking of speaking of Biden um, and low IQ points, uh, there is another publication that half of Joe Biden Twitter followers are indeed robots. Yeah, Twitter. indeed fake. So a new audit has revealed that. Now we got to be open with you. This is this is a headline from Infowars, so you can take that with a grain of salt. But half of Biden Twitter followers are fake. And that is what the auto reveals. And that's, I mean, if you look at Biden's YouTube, like in his administration, his YouTube is like, it's going down so hard. This guy has like 50,000 dislikes for every hundred likes. Like he'll get like 500 likes and like 57,000 dislikes. Like it's unbelievable. And so on the internet, he's doing very, very poorly. And I guess if you're the white house, you don't want to make it look like your president's a loser. And that no one wants to follow him, especially with the following that Trump had. Like, well, how many you know, what, you know what I don't get? Like, didn't Trump have like 80 million Twitter followers and they were definitely real? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And you know, you know what I don't get is like Joe Biden, um, he had 81 million votes, right? But then he goes live on a podcast or um, whatever it's called, live cast. And he can't even get like 100 to 500 view- viewers. At one time, one given time. Well, like no, Joe, I, believe, Joe Rogan. I believe he, he averages it. two million an episode. Oh, he got like, no, there's, it's unbelievable. How how do you go from 81 million voters to 500 people being interested in 500? Well, those should all the be just there. The argument perfect. there is that there was 81 million people who hated Trump. That's the argument there. And that's a pretty good argument because there are, I mean, the media treated Trump horribly. I mean, the guy had like the best economy that we'd ever seen. He had the lowest job uh, employment that we or unemployment that we had ever seen. He had uh, he was nominated for four Nobel Peace Prizes. He tried to gain peace with uh, Israel and uh, no, uh, not Israel, but uh, uh, it was he North, eradicated North ISIS, in, in South Korea. Eradicated ISIS under Trump's administration. He caught more sex traffickers and freed more children from sex trafficking than every single uh, administration before him combined. And not only that, he took that number of combined and then like doubled it. And the media just treated him so horribly as if he had done nothing right and he was completely incompetent and he was rude and he was racist. The guy never made one racist policy. You know what I mean? He said some some brash things and people are like, I don't like that, but I mean – Jesus Christ, at the end of the day, for like if you were to walk up to someone like you're basic liberal and be like, can you name one good thing that Donald Trump did? And they'd be like, no, I can't. He was the worst president ever. And he'd be like, well, what about if a president did this and if a president did that? And if you know what I mean? Like he was doing everything that that guy, like I remember like when he 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 remodeled a, a huge battleship to be a hospital and sent it to New York City because they had no hospitals. You right. know what I mean? Like the president did that. And this and believe me, New York does not like this guy. They, you know, <laughs> like they did not vote for him. And I don't know. I think that there he did a lot of great things. Now maybe he there's some things that he did that you didn't like, but I mean the media really treated him horribly. If you remember, yeah. Kevin, he was pulling soldiers, he pulled soldiers out of uh out of some country. And uh, the media freaked out. Even John Oliver did like 20 minutes on him pulling troops out. And everyone was horrified. And I'm like, when did bringing troops home, like, freak people out? 
Like, you know what I mean? Like taking a, a soldier that's on the field and being like, no, this war is over. You're going to come home now and spend time with your family. Since when is that bad? For 2000 years, it's been bring the boys home. And then all of a sudden Donald Trump gets elected and they're like, he's a monster. He's a can monster. Can you believe he's trying to save the soldiers? He's a war criminal. He's a racist. <laughs> and you know what, man? That, all, that brings us to Russia. Okay, we, we, We've always been following this like war with Ukraine going on. But I, I do want to talk about it for a second because it kind of ties in what Mark was just saying um, about speculation. Months of it, of nuclear fallouts, World War III, chemical bombings, retaliation, new high explosions, supernova nuclear bomb, like nothing. They're like, look at that school. It collapsed. And it's like, really? The whole week of war? They show a school collapsing. Then you find out the school closed two years ago before the school actually collapsed. Oh, wait, that was Sandy Hook. Heyo. Hi, oh. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> I kind of zoned out there thinking about the Russia thing. I'm still just surprised the war is still going on. I would have told you, Kevin, beforehand that a war between Russia and Ukraine would have lasted about 37 minutes. And, it, and the whole thing would have been over. But no, it's been so long now. And there's so many stories and they're, they're, they are taking land, but they're taking it quite slowly. And right. I don't know where they're going to stop or where this is going to stop. But I mean, the bigger story there, Kevin, is and we brought this up before is 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 what Putin is going to do with his oil and what currencies he's going to sell his oil. And that is a huge, huge story still, with still massive, yet to be resolved, massive ramifications like he's basically declaring financial war with the United States, challenging their fiat currency, while at the same time backing his currency with gold. I mean, he's up to something, man. He's thinking, he's thinking bigger. You know what I mean? I think right now, like Putin's playing chess, and I think he's five moves ahead of everyone. Well, and again, I bring this up in every episode because we always give you a climate change update. Mark, Apophis is now officially seven years away. And Apophis, if you don't know, is Kevin is obsessed with this huge not, meteor not that's going to destroy. Yes, not at clearly, all. You're clearly obsessed. He's obsessed with this huge meteor that's going to come and kill us all. And is it August 2029? It's August 2029, but it's it's predicted that it can come sooner, as early as May 2029. Bum 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 bum. Oh yeah. Bum. Well, so so I think it's probably. Uh, uh, reasonable and if not responsible for us to track the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to track I mean, something on your podcast, man, the world sounds like maybe, maybe that's the way to go. You know what well, I mean? I mean, it's, it's also like if Elon Musk gets off the planet before 2029, then I'll agree with you that we're fucked. Cause even he's going to be like, I know it's going to smoke her. Let's get out of here. Well, and you, and you know what's the best part about good things happening is we we will continue to give you COVID-19 update. You see how these others sizzling away. But quickly, Ontario. Ontario, the epicenter of the pandemic of the unvaccinated, bum, bum, had bum. zero reported COVID deaths in April 2022. Fascinating. So um, zero. That's, uh, I mean, I don't even believe that, Kevin. Like, where'd you get that number? There's no I way. I got it from my mother. She told me that on the phone the other day. She like, lied to you. She's trying to get you to come. Oh, see, I get a, I get a lovely reminder, especially like you know, a couple of years ago when this whole thing started. Be like, Kevin, 
how many cases were there? I'm like, there were seven. There were seven, there were three in Ontario, one in Quebec. You know, I used to be so into it. And now, um, yeah, now I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, in days? the beginning when we were doing, because I remember when we were doing the show. when it when, In the beginning. When the, <laughs> in the long, long ago, in the before time. Now, I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, you were tracking. Like you were tracking the number, was of tracking. And the number of deaths every day. You were writing down, okay, this many people got it. This many people died. And you tracked it for months. And then I did. And at that time, we had no idea it would last this long. Like people, no. people are still getting COVID. Just no one even gives a shit now. And apparently, yeah. no one, apparently no one's dying in, in Ontario. That's I don't believe that. But hey, I, I'm willing to believe it. I want it to be true. Hey, and you know what? We're moving in the right direction. But speaking of dying... Just recently, this past weekend, there was a terrible incident where in Buffalo, New York, there was a mass shooting event where 10 people succumbed to racist deaths. Rest in peace to all the victims. But one month ago, in New York City, there was another mass shooting event where the exact same number of people died and the exact same equality on equal sides regarding uh, allegedly skin color. But one was a black shooter. skin color. What does that mean? Well, they, this is what I'm saying. One was one was a black man. The other was a white man. Guess which one is more? Guess how both of them were handled? It's very interesting because they both have literally the exact same amount of victims and the same amount of level of incident, where it resulted in the same outcome. Where both survived, but they had ten victims. Two two were black. Uh, eight were white. For one. And the other were eight were black and two two were white for the other. And one is you're a racist, white supremacist, Republican Trump supporter, <laughs> shot down eight black men. And the other one was mentally unstable man, uh, mistaken's gun for a super soaker. Yeah, once like you, yeah, I know, like once it's you, crazy. Once you see that the hypocrisy, you can't you can't unsee it. You can't unsee but, it. I'm just like wow. So yeah, since then, handle. there's been a huge push for like gun control, and Joe Biden's like, "I'm going to go to Buffalo," and he goes to Buffalo, and he's like, "You know, the thing." And- no, no, it was worse than that, Kevin. <laughs> he went to Buffalo in front of the families, who like in front of the families in the city, and he told them that uh, this was Donald Trump's fault. And that this was the Republicans' fault. He blamed all of his political enemies instead of sitting there, standing there, and letting his heart go out to the go out to them, and saying that he's going to do stuff with the police and he's going to do this or that and he's going to figure something out and he's going to help these people. Instead of doing that, he just he related everything to he he took everything back to a January sixth. Right. He's like, he's like, this is just January sixth. That's all it is. This is the Republicans. They're all white supremacists. They're all Nazis. Like. It's so hard to win a debate when it's in the middle of the debate so someone stands up and says you're a white supremacist. With with no, you know what I mean, with no anything. Like no, every, no, no. The, every the, time, every time someone's white, they're obviously racist. And every the time the conversation's over. As soon as you start with the isms, yeah, exactly. the, the discussion's over, you're now insulting me before I even had a chance to like respond. Yeah, no, but okay, no, but in your heart and in your mind, you can say that this discussion is over. But in the person that you're debating with, in their heart, in their mind, they just won the debate. You know what I mean? Like they could be debating anything. You could be debating should we raise the speed limit 
in, in, a, in, a, in 400 series highways to 120? Should we just raise the, uh, the uh, limit to that? Or should we just keep it at 100 and let people drive 120? You could have a, that debate with two teams debating, and then the team who's le- losing just stands up and goes, you're all Russian agents. And it's, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you Debate's over. You're like, what are you even talking about? Like, it's this whole misdirection thing. It's him! The sheeple are falling for it like crazy, but they're falling for it less and less. People are starting to wake up, Kevin. Oh, man, a lot of people. And I think a November lot of people November this year in the primaries, or not in the primaries, but November this year in the in the midterm election, the, the Republicans are going to completely dominate. And for the last two years of Joe Biden's uh, president, uh, uh, presidency he'll he'll be able to accomplish nothing because he's going to lose the house he's going to lose so many seats and he's going to need republican votes to get things done and that's it you know he actually came out and said that he what goes he goes uh because i was listening to him talk waiting for the gaffes and he was like oh he's like people think we can do what whatever we want because we own all three ban- branches of government but he's like that's actually not true and then I and I and I just stopped and I'm like, no, it's absolutely true. You own all three branches of government. Like you can and you and you're the speaker of the house, you own everything. Like you know, the Republicans have nothing. And he's like, Oh, I'll still need 10 Republican votes if I want to get things done. I'm like, well, if you're getting things done that matter, that makes sense, you'll probably get 10. So what are the three levels of government, Mark? Oh, I don't even remember. Oh, come on, what are they? Oh, no, I don't know. I don't can you do it for us? Come on. Oh, okay. You're putting me on the spot. Okay, oh, put me on the spot. So I, I, I think there's executive. Um, there's the executive branch. There's the um, oh, the federal there's White House. There's the Congress. No, I think there's federal, and then I think there's oh, that's the three level executive, and then the third one I can't remember. But but on Canada, do you know the three branches of government are in Canada? Are you oh, talking? about Oh my god, he doesn't know. Maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe this I, is a grade four question. This I, is like I, I are you studied law in high school. I studied law in high school, but I mean high school was in the 90s for me. So why don't you why don't you go on here before okay, you we of course have federal, provincial, and municipal? Right? Oh, so in America they have like the executive talking about. they have executive federal and some other one. I don't know, it could be that's completely not what wrong. They mean when they own well, like in the states, I don't think that's what they mean when they say they own the three branches of government. There's like there's the house. There's the there's the White House. There's the 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 house with like the like Congress, like the and the I don't know. There is another one. Nah. And then I don't know. I feel like an idiot right now. Maybe we should move on. You know what? And speaking of moving on, there is an upcoming election with Doug Ford. And just remember, guys, last time we talked about Doug Ford, he was quoted saying back in 2020 in March when he tearfully said in front of a camera to his fellow Ontarians, "We're in this together." And then just a couple months ago, when they lifted the mandates, he literally said to his audience, you're on your own. <laughs> like, okay, now we talked about up. that before. We talked about that before. And we really said, when he says that you're on your own, what he means is we can't afford to shut down anymore. He's like, we, we, we tried to shut down. We were tried to work, but we, we got our very true. Yeah. We, we, we can't. And he goes, and basically what he's saying is, he says, if you're afraid of COVID, just isolate yourself. I'm not going to make you do it anymore. I'm going to let you make that decision right. for you. But there is an election coming up for the Ontario Premier. And uh, I'm not saying that I want Doug Ford back or that I'm crazy happy with, uh, with, with Doug Ford. I know Doug Ford inherited a really bad financial place. And uh, 
Like we were so much, we were so much more in debt than the liberals said we were. Like they actually lied about how much in debt we were. And the, the books will balance themselves. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, Doug Ford, that was Trudeau who said that, but I mean, Doug, <laughs> of course it was. Did, did Doug Ford was like, oh, we're going to, uh, we're just going to, uh, through, uh, 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 not through cutting things, but through efficiencies, we're going to, we're going to get all this money back and we're going to, we're going to get out of debt. And it turns out efficiency can't can't really cover 16 trillion in debt or, or however we are in debt. Efficiencies really aren't going to cover that. So Doug Ford had to cut a lot of things. And I always saw on Facebook, people would be like so mad. They're like, Doug Ford cut this program and Doug Ford cut this. Doug Ford's an asshole. This is terrible. I hate the conservatives. And I don't write anything back to these people. But just in my head, I'm like, what did you think would happen? I mean, you you elected a liberal government for 20 years who drove you financially into the ground, right. and, then, and then you had no choice but to elect a conservative, a fiscally responsible conservative government to come in and clean this up. And every you, time, every time. They're going to clean it up. They're going to clean it up by cutting shit. You have to cut shit. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, like people just don't understand that. Like the, the financial debt that Ontario is in and the bad, the bad place that the government is in. So... I mean, Doug Ford inherited uh, a really bad uh, spot, you know what I mean? A lot like Obama inherited a bad spot after after Bush. And uh, it's just like, what do you do? And he's only, had, he's only had a small handful of years. And has he really changed anything? Has anything really happened? Has your life really, you know what I mean, Re- really changed with the, conservative, with the conservative government? I say most people would say no. Now, what I'm worried about, I'm not saying that I, I want the conservatives back in, but I desperately need Ontarioans to stop voting liberal. I'm like, guys, you can't keep doing this. You can't keep doing this to yourself, okay? Look at Illinois. Look at California. Look at New York. Those are stubborn people who will never vote right, and they're living in shitholes with homeless people everywhere, shitting on the street, literally. It's just pissing just everywhere because they literally have nowhere to live. They're living under bridges all over California. I mean, the, the crime and the madness going on in Chicago is insane. I mean, they, they won't even, the in Chicago, that crazy governor lady, like she won't even like suggest that, 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 that Chicago even has a problem. You know what I mean? Like she gets asked, like, you know, the murder rate in Chicago is rising. And she's like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's not real. And I'm well, like, Mark, like over the past several people, years, these people, over the past like, several years of my life, I've met people that are so passionate about like saying that like we're all human beings, Mark. We should be able to just walk between the borders. But like, even if you can't walk between borders and live freely, you should be able to like get status wherever you go. Cause you're a human being on this planet. And like, I've always tried to argue with them, but like they, they have so many really good points for like, no, this and that, this and this, consider these circumstances, Kevin. And I'm like, wow, that's so that's so powerful and so interesting. And then, and then, so then I ask him a very difficult question. I go, so why don't you just bring all these people that are coming over the border illegally to Canada and invite them into your home? And they look at me like I'm an absolute idiot, but they net, these are the type of people that they're libertarian to the point that it's like at a supremacy point of everyone should have liberty. When in reality, it's like everything that exists, at least in this universe we call Earth, has to balance the yin and the yang, the up, the down, the left, the right. You know, like everything has to balance. 
You know, they call it gray matter because you have to have the black and the white to create gay. <laughs> gray. I mean, maybe I was like, did you say gay matter? Is that a thing? I did. You know what? I just said gay matter. And speaking of gay matter, just like Margaret's talking about inheriting something, um, imagine inheriting the masterpiece, which is the MC universe. And having just total, like you throw out like, uh, let's do a movie about um, Ant-Man. And they're like, $1.5 billion revenue. They're like, uh, why don't we do one about um, Thor? They're like, $18 billion worldwide revenue. And they're like, okay. So 15 years of doing MCU, like really masculine roles. are like, hey, man, you know what? Let's switch it up. Let's do the She-Hulk. Yeah, looks amazing. No, well, the She-Hulk, it just looks like like She-Hulk absolutely is a, a character in, in Marvel, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be a fine series, but it just looks like the MCU is really starting to get watered down, man. Like, it's just, they have so many shows, so many characters where I'm like, who the hell is this guy now? And it's just like, I feel like the best days of the MCU are 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 possibly behind us. I know in this, you I said know, it first. I know that in, in this phase we have we have Doctor Strange and we have Spider-Man and we have Thor and we have the, the Guardians of the Galaxy, but there are stories at some point soon are going to be coming to an end. Like probably not it's not Spider-Man's story. He'll like he'll be going on forever. But I mean like we're on the fourth Thor movie now. You know what I mean? Like is there really going to be a fifth Thor movie? I'm like it's oh, probably there better be well, there there might not be, Kevin. I mean, Thor is a god, so he's immortal. So, but I mean, just like I, you, handsome. There, I mean, for thirty, threw you movies, off. Gotcha. For thirty movies, they the MC, the MCU built themselves all the way up to Infinity War and Endgame, which yes, was fucking epic, right? They built they built this monster, and they reached the the peak of the mountain. And so now they only have a handful of characters left. Like Captain is gone, Iron Man is gone, Black Widow is gone, Samuel Jackson is gone. You know what I mean? Like there's really just out of the Avengers, there's like the Hulk and the Thor, and Thor left. That's basically it. And uh, out of the original ones, anyway. Now they have like it's like Ant Man and Moon Knight and shit like that. And it's just uh, like yeah, Moon. I feel Moon Knight. like I was like, what's that? I feel like the, 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 the like it, Marvel has to be moving towards another peak. They have to be moving towards another end game type of, of s- scenario, right? And they I, are. I, yeah, no, of course they are. And, mm-hmm. and, and everyone knows that they are, but I'm just not sure that this peak of this mountain is going to be anywhere as good as Infinity War and Endgame. And I don't, I just don't see how it could be. You know what I mean? Like, Well, there's, there's this big thing with um, the, the people that have a real big passion for MCU is that it stands for the Marvel comic universe. No, it's but what's Marvel. been going on a lot within the subculture of... Uh, it, doesn't MC- stand. it doesn't stand for that at all. Is it stands for the MCU, which M- is the M- Mark She University. And you can sign up tonight. It's the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but uh, that's what the C stands for. Yeah, but now is She-Hulk and with all the... with all the And the great female cast members of the MCU, uh, they're all great. It, uh, but saying the MCU is kind of funny now with, uh, I don't know, it kind of fits. It's like UFC. When, remember when uh, when they opened up Fight Island and John Oliver was like, well, why not UFC, like S-C-A, not the letters. Anyway, 
but uh, let's let's move on. Uh, I want to move. You on. would. I want to move on to uh, a story about Netflix. Actually, uh, as uh, many people know, on the Netflix headlines, uh, Netflix the company isn't doing so well right now, and uh, there's been uh, a lot going on. And I'm going to read uh, this article that talks about a memo. So, so net the, the Netflix uh, uh, brass released a memo to all of their employees. And uh, this is fantastic. I'm going to read this to you uh, right off my phone. Okay, here we go. The updated Netflix culture memo also includes a new section called artistic expression, explaining that the streamer will not censor specific artists or voices, even if employees consider the content harmful and bluntly states, if you find it hard to support our content breadth, Netflix may not be the best place for you. Some Netflixers may need to work on titles you perceive to be harmful. The updated culture memo memo says, adding that if someone has trouble accepting that, they may not be a good fit, which is basically the corporate way of telling your woke employees to go fuck themselves. (laughs) You don't give a shit what you think. If you friggin', if you're upset about the new Joe Rogan special, or you're upset about the latest Dave Chappelle special, then just walk out the door. We're done with you. If you don't support our content, because we support artists, and if you don't support us, just 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 leave. Just walk out. Like that is the corporate lawyer way of the double middle finger. And I think it's beautiful. Right. I, I truly think it's beautiful. We've been following for a, a while, Kevin, the the death of cancel culture. And uh, we've been documenting its its death. And this is another big blow. This is a big, big blow with companies like Spotify telling their employees to go F themselves. And now Netflix is telling them to go F themselves. You don't like it. Get a new job. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what you should do. Like if I didn't like my job or if I thought the company that I work for wasn't, didn't meet my moral standards and, and you know what I mean? I would look for another job. I wouldn't go online and start crying. I wouldn't like set up a strike and start like, like, you know what I mean? Like, let's get signs and go out front and chant things. You know what I mean? Like, no, just fucking get off your ass, do your resume, put it out there and get another job. You don't want to work here, then don't work here. Well, but that's that's the whole thing about that attitude is there's a very big difference between like, I hate my job and a very big difference between I hate my job only because one person is making it difficult for me. Not be, like my job is amazing, except one person's making it difficult for me. No, no. If you work at Netflix, but, that, but what's that, happening? That Dave Chappelle special does not affect you. No, but you, 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 you didn't let me finish. Okay. So the thing is, like, there's something that affects you directly, and some that affects you indirectly. Typically, in companies, uh, like for example, if you want to work in a porn porn company, like you're gonna have. Um, something that's direct being like we're going to be around exotic type uh you know events activities and being like that's a direct like you have to deal with it that's part of the job description then this is the indirect being like welcome to your job work working here and oh by the way if you're not aligned with us then you're we're going to make it really uncomfortable for you and to me it's just showing you it's like who's ever in charge i wonder how many cult kind of activities they do on the weekends because Blows my mind how people think this is acceptable. Yeah, I mean, um, I never thought like that whining would be glorified. You know what I mean? 
like whining, I know exactly and, what like, you whining mean. and crying and be like, I'm offended and I, I'm important. <laughs> I'm offended. My thoughts matter too, and I'm a person, and you can't do this. Oh, damn you! Like you know what I mean? Like when I was a kid, my parents would literally say, "Stop, stop whining, stop, stop whining." No one wants to hear you whine. Be a man. Yeah, exactly. And it's I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I just it's I find it odd that just today that whining is totally glorified, like by by a large portion of people. Like I mean, like half the country. Is like down with whining, and I don't. I don't just mean the left. Like I'm not because I know we poke fun at the left a lot, but I mean just a little bit. There's there's a lot of people who are just who just whine, and they're just okay with it. Like you know, what I well, mean? like man, well, like um, like a nice uh, a nice kind gentleman by the name of Mulder gave me advice, and he said, you know, Mister Clark, the the whine the whiners or the squeaky wheel always gets the oil. And I was like, "Ha, huh, touche." Yeah, and and I will, I will say it's like it's true. The people that are the most in wineries, like you know, the like the left that are like, "Yeah, it's racist." My feelings, my feelings are affected by every all your actions that indirectly affect me. Like all these that, things. Uh, that was a microaggression. That what? And you know what, Mark? That was a little aggressive, right there. By the way. Yeah, I know, but if you- <laughs> it's like, where does it end? What kind of utopian world? Are you going to create where it's like we're just in this giant like don't say anything because we might offend someone for looking them in the eyes like yeah. it's getting to points of ridiculousness i know it's like again again we i think we have to bring up i'm so glad that i'm 40 and this is happening and not a small child yes. where i'm going to literally grow up with this where that where this is normal you know what i mean like to me this is wildly not normal and to me we even have a chance to stop this I feel like we have it, and it feels like we're winning. Like it feels like like it's taking a long time, but cancel culture is is doing this very slow, painful death, embarrassing death, and and people are see see people got to start manning up. Like these Netflix employees now who are super pissed off about about the Dave Chappelle thing, they have to add now ask themselves the question of, well, do I work for this company? Like 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 do I do I just walk out and quit? because I don't like it or do I just man up and realize that these are artists and that I shouldn't be and uh, that I don't have any right to censor an artist you know right. what I mean like like if you went to a stand-up comedy show and you're trying to you know what I mean and you're like I don't like what you're talking about move on it's like who the fuck are you you know what I mean like why would you well, say something and, like that and, and you know what Mark that, that's media and ruining their night it's like shut up and you know what that's what's gonna bring us to our strange headlines because it's an exact strange headline from Yahoo News and it says quote Dave Chappelle not letting unfortunate and unsettling events of the assault overshadow historic performance for what he did on Netflix the the real negative press that came out of this is that after Dave was attacked and kind of the dust was starting to settle, even though the, the bro was getting his ass kicked, Dave starts laughing on stage doing his typical cackle where he's like, ha! And he goes, it was a trans man! <laughs> and the whole crowd starts laughing. Well, now they're like, cancel him for making a victim of it! And it's like, oh man. It is so... Guys, yeah, if you guys don't know, like the uh, when Dave Chappelle joined Netflix, he signed on for like five or six specials for like $50 million. He made, he made a lot of money. Um, but uh, in all of his specials, he was 
he would spend a portion of the special talking about trans people and uh and then it got to the point in his it got to the point in his specials where he was talking about like his new jokes about trans people were about uh what happened to him after his last special and he told his last jokes about about trans people and stuff like that so he was if you watch all of them he kind of followed there's always a little bit about trans people and uh, he doesn't say anything too bad like he's He's just pretty funny. He's not trying to hurt anyone. But at the end of his last Netflix special called The Closer, he does a long uh, story about meeting this 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 transgendered woman. And she was a stand up comic. And uh, he goes into this into this story. He never he doesn't make fun of her. He doesn't make fun of it's a really dark. I don't know if you heard it, Kevin, but it's a very dark story. He ends his he ends his special incredibly dark where you're just like, what the fuck just happened? Kind of dark. And uh, he tells this really moving story. And uh, and then uh, eventually at the end of it, this trans person dies. And when they he explains that they died and how they died, it was just horrific. And no one is laughing. He's not telling a joke. And then he goes on to say, like, uh, I'm going to support this person's, like, family. Like, he's going to pay, uh, uh, like, the, like, they have a child, like, they have a son. And he's going to help the son out and stuff like that. And that is what people are upset about that. He, that, that, that is final jokes about the trans people. He didn't do jokes at all. He told just this really moving and just dark right. story about, right. about real life. And, uh, and you know what I mean? Uh, like uh, when she was doing stand up comedy, she got uh, uh, heckled because she's trans and someone heckled her and, and uh, and and she responded back, and Dave explains this. She like she responded back, like I'm a human being. I'm going through experience. Let me work it out. Like fuck off. Right. You know right. I mean, it was just. And why Dave Chappelle now is getting attacked for that? I I don't know. Like I honestly think that the people who would attack him and are the people who who didn't see the closer. They just heard that he talks about trans people in the closer, but there's no context in what he talks about, and they don't write about any of the jokes because. He didn't really say any jokes like he closed it with a dark story, man. Like it was it's I mean, at this point, it's classic Dave Chappelle where he he closes with like 10, 15 minutes of like no jokes, just him transcending comedy, like on his soapbox, like telling the people how the world works and shit like that. But yeah, but I love Dave and and, and Kevin, you know how that guy got the got the shit beat out of him on stage? Okay. Did you know who beat him up? um wasn't it jamie fox it or was something? jamie fox yeah jamie fox right <laughs> he was at the show in the front row i think and when this guy ran on stage to attack dave Chappelle, he jumped on and stomped him out or her out whatever whatever whoa whatever. watch whatever. it bro watch i'm on that shells right here be walking respectful walking on thin ice walking on thin ice hey guys there's another big headline on a yahoo news mark what's it say it says uh, from Yahoo News, Canadian blood service to end gay blood ban, bring in behavior-based screening. And so I guess, I didn't know this, but I guess if you're gay, they don't accept your blood? Dude, I read that and I'm like, I, I literally passed it over on my phone being like, wow, weird article. Clearly, clearly a scam if I click on it, right? One of those like, there's 30 photos to see what like, who's the best baseball player of all time. And I'm like, I want to know. Yeah, that's no, it was I like hate clicking on those because then it's like next, click next. Click. <laughs> yeah, click next. I'm like, where's the next button? Fuck. Um, 
But yeah, Canadian blood services and gay blood. Dude, I thought that was like a, like onion news or onion soup or whatever they call it. Well, it's onion. Yeah, the onion is bad, but Yahoo is pretty bad. It's a real thing, dude. They they banned like yo, bro. You well, gay? Right Are you gay, bro? Oh, dude, <laughs> like, dude, what? Dude, no it, blood for you, <laughs> dude. In the eighties, the AIDS epidemic was massive. HIV and shit like that. And, and that's why, that's definitely why it would have been banned. It, it would have happened in the 80s and it would have been just like, look, if you're gay, you can't. Now, I remember, like, I, I actually give blood. I've given blood a, a quite a bit. When you go in there to a give blood, you have to go on a computer and, like, fill out this huge questionnaire. It actually takes a while to fill out. There's a lot of questions that it asks you. Like, it asks you weird questions, too. It's like, have, it's like in the last 30 days, have you had sex for money? And I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm is there trying, an option? Where are the I'm options? Trying to donate blood here. I'm like, I didn't know that we were getting this deep into my life here. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'll answer the question. I'm like, no, I did not yes. have sex for money. How and many times a week do you have sex for money? Um, four times. But I don't remember that questionnaire ever asking me if I was gay or straight. Well, because I mean, what they're going to be doing is enhanced screening now. They're going to further enhance it to be like, all right, we're going to bring professionals in that are going to be like, you're, you know, a streetwalker and, you know, you're a meth head or, you know, well, you hey, do- how many streetwalking meth heads are going to donate blood? You, you and I both lived in Hamilton. You don't give money. You don't get money for donating blood. You get Dude, a- you get money for donating blood. You didn't know that? No, you don't. I've never you got get straight a- cash money, no, bro. You don't. No, you don't. You get straight cash money. No. Dollar, dollar bill. No, you don't. No, you don't. How much money do you think you get? Dude, donating? you go after you donate the blood. You're like, yo, I gave like 15 quarts of blood. Dude, you get and a- then they pull out dollar bills like your Kanye no, West. No, like, there's, there's no, you can only donate one pint of blood at a time. And you, there's no money involved. You're doing this to help save lives, and you get a cookie at the end. And maybe like a, of, a little, a little tiny bottle of like orange juice or something like that. To speaking watch of that. saving lives, guys. Speaking of saving lives, uh, the Guardian wrote: Erosion of abortion rights gathers pace around the world as the United States of America signals new era with Roe v. Wade federal law. Mark, See, where do you begin on this one? I think that this is just media bullshit. I don't think that the Supreme Court in any way is looking at reversing Roe versus Wade or doing anything like that at all. I mean, this is this is just I mean, there was some kind of document that was leaked where uh, they were mentioning it in, like in, in the document. But I mean, nowhere does it really say that, hey, like we plan on voting on this and we plan on this is all just bullshit. The United States is not going to get rid of Roe versus Wade. That is insane. I mean, they're especially not going to do it with a liberal president. You know what I mean? A democratic president. Like, like, ooh, no way. There's just no way that that is so, going to happen. It's just media so, bullshit. It's just media bullshit. So, right now, you know what no, right what's now, going on? right now, what they're trying. This is what I think. What's going on? Okay, what's trying? Right, what's going on? Right now, they're 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 the media is trying to get you. Uh, to see the Supreme Court as either useless or as an enemy. Because the Supreme Court has just as much enemy. power as the president. And uh, they're incredibly powerful. They're there for life. A president can only be president for eight years. But you are a Supreme Court justice until the day that you die. You, until, you, like, until your last breath. That's it's right. A, yeah. And it's just, these people are not going to do that. 
Like it, they're just not. I mean, Trump put in a couple of conservative people, but they're not going to overturn Roe versus Wade like that. You know how huge that is, and why would they even look at it? You know. Okay, what I mean? so Mark, what, what it, so here's here's the way I understand it. And I could be wrong, but I believe what's being reviewed by the Supreme Court is that they're looking of dropping it as a federal uh, regulatory requirement amongst all the states and saying, like, by law, you cannot um, refuse an abortion. You must provide a service. And what they're looking at doing is making is dropping it from their con- the Constitution, that being a federal, but saying that the states would still have the availability to abortions and abortion clinics. Uh, and and they, they wouldn't, uh, it would no longer become a federal law, it become a state law. That's all they're doing is saying states can now decide if you want to be abortion free or if you want to be um, non-abortion or whatever, or like you enjoy them or I don't, I don't that's not really bad. What I meant to say is that like, you're okay with killing babies. So <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that like the, the whole thing with how the federal law works is they're, they're just saying like, states decide on it uh, should have nothing to do with the constitution and and i agree with that and you know what i don't know if you realize mark but that already passed it's already a thing and states now can decide and everyone's freaking out being like it's my body it's like dude oklahoma is 62 miles away go book an abortion there no big deal and they're like but i want to do it now and it's like uh so i don't know i always wonder what I do they do I, with you? I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't. I don't really think that they're that they're 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 going to do anything. I mean, all the Supreme Court's only real job is is that when a law comes to them that gets challenged, they decide whether or not that law either meets the Constitution or doesn't. And back in the seventies in Texas, the Supreme or it started in Texas, but the, the Supreme Court back in the late seventies was like, you know what? It doesn't say anywhere here in the Constitution that. We can't let you not have an abortion. It's not here. So we can just let you have it. I just, I, I doubt that that 50 years later, or however many years later, yeah, it would be 50 years later that they're the, the same, not the same people, but the, the Supreme Court is going to look at this, measure it against the exact same constitution and come up with a different, you know what I mean? With a different conclusion than the one that already was come up. Like this already came to the Supreme Court right. like 50 fucking years ago. Right. I don't think it, you know what I mean? The, the Constitution didn't change. You know what I mean? So it's that's all they do. So I don't think anything's going to happen. I think this is just media fucking uh, hysteria. It's it's a distraction. Just, just like the whole Johnny Depp thing. This is a giant distraction. Hey, guys, speaking of hysteria. Uh, Canoe News just reported that McDonald's and Wendy's, the two largest fast food chains in the entire world, sued over burger sizes. Mark, tell me everything about this. So this is actually, uh, this isn't more in Canoe. This is all over the internet right now where uh, one guy has decided that in the commercials, what McDonald's and Wendy's does in their commercial ads is they half cook the burgers. Well, everyone knows this, these secrets, man. Everyone knows. Oh, them. yeah. They, they half cook the burger so that they look thicker and that they look juicier. But the actual burger that you get at the store doesn't look like that. So this guy is just straight up. He's saying this is false advertising. And 
I mean, we I love covering stuff like this, like the the whole when 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 sub remember when Subway was being sued because their bread wasn't bread, and then they sure were being, they they were being sued because their tuna fish wasn't tuna, right? Totally their lobster wasn't lobster. They totally turned out to be tuna the whole time, and it's just these frivolous lawsuits that I mean. Sometimes I hope that the people who do these get slapped with the uh, with the, the the lawyer fees of the other side because I like it when the judge does that. The judge is like, not only are you not winning this case, but you wasted all of our time, and now you have to pay the other side's lawyer fees. Like that's how. Yeah, it's, it's called yeah. um, what's it called? Sort an R, restitutions or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I remember that happened when, uh, and we covered this on the podcast before when uh, who is the fighter? Uh, there was a, a UFC fighter. I forget his name off the top of my head, but uh, he was from Australia in the New Zealand area. And he tried to, to to sue the UFC in a frivolous lawsuit. And in the end, he not only lost the lawsuit, but he he owed $400,000 in legal fees to the UFC. Right. The guy right. lost. He tried to sue the UFC and ended up losing half a million dollars. Plus, he had to pay his own legal fees, which you can imagine would have been in the area of two to $400,000. Right. So the That's guy why lost, you want to have a really good lawsuit. The guy lost like three quarters of a million dollars because of a frivolous lawsuit. And I mean, I... I mean, what do you think about that, Kevin? Like, do you, do you hope that the guy who's suing McDonald's and Wendy, because McDonald's and Wendy's have huge money, they could break off a million bucks each, give this guy, and it would mean nothing to right. them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not, McDonald's isn't, isn't even in the fast food uh, business anymore. They're in the real estate business, if you didn't know. And uh, yeah, just like Walmart or Walmart is. And and I, I think it's, I think it is a fascinating like discussion. And they could easily just pitch a million or whatever, just like to shush him. But the thing is, the amount of attention that just talking about McDonald's, which I haven't thought about in weeks, to be honest, now all of a sudden I would love to have McDonald's burger and surprise. Um, oh, buddy, the other night, the other night, I was like, it was like 1130 at night. And I was like, I can go for some Wendy's right now. And I went to Wendy's, Kevin. I got a huge Baconator. I got a baked potato and a large Frosty. And I, I couldn't wait to eat it. And I ate it. And dude, I never felt so sick before. <laughs> of course 11 30 at night is not the time to eat a baconator a baked potato and a, a frosty but it was delicious though but yeah you can't eat that shit but no and it gives you, saying, the- like, you can go without mcdonald's for years but then you get it in your head and you're like i gotta get that quarter pounder so you gotta i gotta try those french fries again you know you gotta like recount oh. your memories well dude i i almost went to AW today but i'm like no kev just just don't it's, um, it's easy to say no and no to a and w because it's so expensive yeah it's like when i like a burger and oh, i'm like oh treat yourself but i'm like okay some onion rings like anything else i'm like a small diet coke and they're like okay and i'm like whoo drive the next drive the next thing they're like that'll be four thousand eight hundred ninety two dollars on the first payment the second payment seven thousand two hundred five dollars i'm like oh okay i'll debit please yeah. they're like it didn't go through i'm like oh no i mean and w come on man then speaking of food those listening to the previous like few episodes i mean like mark we called it Infowars reported that there's a yet another food plant that catches on fire in Virginia amid waves of destroyed food facilities right across America, yeah, this creating is- the largest food short- uh, shortage in American history in the past 70 years. Like, what's good? There's baby formula shortages, man. 
What's going on? Dude, shit is hitting the fan. Like, not only because normally, like, because we, we talk about inflation a lot, right? And what's going on with inflation and how how crazy that is right now and the, and what the, the United States is doing about it, which is basically nothing. They're just spending more. Yeah, that's but, exactly right. But this story of these different food plants catching on fire seems to be going totally under the radar. Right. I mean, you basically have to be listening to the excuse me, I'm speaking podcast to even know that, hey, there's been like there's been like over a dozen in the last little while. There's been like over a dozen food plants that have mysteriously caught on fire and burned down. And with everyone that burns down, the, f- the food shortage in the United States is growing and growing. And yet the media isn't, isn't picking up the story. Or at least they're not to the point where, where people actually know it. You know what I mean? Because the media has the power to overnight, like, like teach people new words and new thoughts. Like yes. all of a sudden, like one day you had no idea what a WMD was. And then the next day, everyone knows what a WMD is. Like they have that power. But uh, when it comes to the food shortage plan, it's, Maybe it's just a scary thing. Like, why the hell would they be catching on fire? And who would want to, like, is this some kind of weird warfare? Like, is this China and Russia getting ready for a war? And before the war starts, they're going to wipe out our food supply? Well, I I have a strong belief that this, like, to your, what you're saying, maybe it isn't them, but it might be China. And I really believe uh, that there is some some sort of coordination going by. Because, I mean, like, Okay. At this point, there has to be. There has to be at this point. Well, because I've always looked at things like the way that, you know, Neo from the Matrix looked at it, which is if something happens once, it's an event. Happens twice, it's a coincidence. Three times, it's a pattern. Four times, it's a system. And to me, I'm like, when it happens over 300 times in one month, which when in fact, historically, no more it happened than four times an entire year. In the past dozen years in America, and the media doesn't seem to think it's a big deal. And and the most fascinating, and again, you can look this up, guys. The most fascinating is that a plane. That's right, a plane crashed into one of the largest uh, grain uh, processors in America, and brought down that like just a plane. Being like, how? What a coincidence in that one. And you know what? Another strange news tying into that is that from Yahoo News. A pilot's cockpit from 2008, where a crash brought down an Egypt air jet, which killed 66 people. The pilot's uh, black box determined that the pilot was, in fact, smoking a cigarette, which sparked the fire that brought down that fateful night for those passengers. Mark, cigarettes, are they good for you or are they bad for you? Well, no one wants to live to be 100, Kevin, and uh, they do relieve stress. And they do taste delicious, so I don't know. Hey, you! I don't know. I, you know what? I didn't hear this, 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 this one, Kevin. A pilot was smoking and brought down the Egyptian jet that killed. Two thousand eighteen. So that is that the one that 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 disappeared. That that was that was the one. No, that was the like the Thailand or maybe well, no, it was Malaysia. Malaysian. It was the Malaysian one that disappeared? Yeah, Malaysian. And the, I think, no, this one was like in Egypt there where it was like, you know, the the Russians, they shot it down. I think that was like all in the news and everyone was like, it was the Taliban. And uh, then it just ends up being like, <laughs> Pilot was like, oh, I need a cigarette so bad. He lit up a cigarette and it caused a fucking fire. And well, uh, in a non-joking way, um, 66. Guys, speaking of killing, like, 
some weird shit going on, guys. Like we were all excited. We were like, we're starting a new Twitter account on um, Twitter because of Elon Musk getting in. Well, and we're only course, we're only starting if the deal goes through. Well, that's the thing. Since their last episode, now the deal is more like on hold due to some uh, compromising accounts that were considered like inactive or robots. But recently, and you always see this when people are concerned about suddenly, you know finding a dead body or overdose or like suicide. Elon Musk also set the internet on fire with a cryptic tweet about dying under mysterious circumstances. Mark, fill us in. I mean, you can't really look too hard into the tweets that Elon Musk puts out. If you didn't know, Elon Musk tweets some of the funniest things ever. Um, uh, he actually tweeted out, and my my brother actually showed this to me. He it was a a meme of Hitler, and it's like Hitler screaming in black and white, and below it says, "Stop comparing me to to Trudeau." At least I had a budget, and I'm like, that is the type of just outrageous and even hilarious stuff that Elon Musk tweets. So when he says, "Oh, I'm gonna die in in mysterious <laughs> circumstances," like it's just a fun tweet. I mean, he tweeted out later, uh, uh, and I'm, I think I'm—I might have to paraphrase it, but his, his tweet goes: uh, uh, "I own Twitter now, and I'm going to delete it. Facebook is next. Go outside." You know what I mean? It was <laughs> such a great. So you can't—you can't read this guy's tweets and be like, "Oh, he's—he means this, or he's going to die mysteriously." But I think that, like, the bigger news story, Kevin, right. is—I mean, the—the the bigger story is that. Right now, the deal hasn't gone through. Now, you can imagine any deal that's being done for $44 billion, you got to get a lot of lawyers involved and a lot of bullshit. There's not a lot of handshake deals for $44 billion, you know what I mean? And so maybe it just takes time, but right now it hasn't happened yet, and we will not be joining uh, Twitter until the first day that it happens. And, uh, and uh, our, on our show after that, we'll let you know that it started, and you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, I don't know what we're going to say, but it's going to be fun. And uh, yeah. And one uh, of the one of the other strangest headlines to finish with, and Mark brought this up when we were writing the show for tonight. It's the last part of the uh, the strange headlines from Breitbart News. DeSantos, who's a Florida governor, uses state funds to transport illegal immigrants to Joe Biden's Delaware. Yeah, if you remember, Kevin, on a previous episode, we talked about how... Uh, uh, the Texas governor uh, has all these buses and he's, he's going to take all the illegal immigrants who are crossing over. He's loading them onto hundreds of buses and he's, sh- and he's shipping them out and dropping them off in Washington, D.C., which I think is hilarious. And uh, and that's really the uh, the right saying, like the conservatives in Texas saying, we didn't vote for this. We didn't want this. You wanted this. And now they're your problem. Like, don't make... You know what I mean? If you wanted this, don't make it our problem. We're going to make this your problem. And they ship them right out to it, which I think is hilarious. They ship them right or they on a bus, they drove them right to Washington, right to the White House where they opened the door, they kicked them out and then they drove back. And now Florida is like, you know what? I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to take these illegal immigrants that the White House won't help us with. And I'm just going to take them to Delaware now. And now Delaware is another liberal state. That's where Joe Biden is from. And uh, he's going to and they're just like, we're going to ruin Joe Biden's state. Texas is like, we're going to ruin Washington, D.C. with all these illegal immigrants. 
and uh and and in florida it's like fuck you we're gonna do that too but we're gonna like they're gonna do it in delaware they're gonna drop them off like they're not even gonna drop them off in in washington they're taking them right to his home state and be like this is what you wanted joe you wanted these people here you wanted them to be able to walk in without vetting them you wanted them to walk in without any kind of criminal checks or any or anything and you want to give them all this social assistance well if you want to do it here you go you can do it and we'll see We'll, we'll, we're going to see what happens. Like we talked about it earlier in the show, Kevin, like how long can places like New York, like states like New York, Illinois, uh, California, and the province of Ontario, how long can they literally keep voting liberal for? Like how, like at what point are you just like, you know what, this isn't working. You know what I mean? Like I like, well, it's you look at like San you said, when you look at San Francisco today, and underneath every bridge is just a mounds of homeless people shitting on the street. You're like, holy <laughs> crap. No, that's not, that's not funny, Kevin. That's no, funny. I know. It's like, it's <laughs> happening in Hamilton, man. Yeah, it's bad in Hamilton, too. But uh, it's not like at all like what's happening in uh, in California, in Chicago, or oh, in course. Illinois, and in New York. And it's like, at, at what point do people just say... All Democrat run well, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. And, they, and so now these... These, these red states who are being affected by these policies are making it their problem. They're saying, hey, if you are going to let all these illegal immigrants into our state and not do anything about it, we're just going to round them up and we're going to take them to your state and you can do anything you want with them. And we'll see what happens. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Well, I think it's funny. I think it's we're getting we're getting pretty dark there. I think it's funny. Let's kind of move on. Uh, Kevin, this is a, this is actually the 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 point of the show. Uh, we're over an hour in. Actually, this is a long episode. Uh, Your dick is long, Ohio and thick, and we're San Francisco, baby. Oh, and we're and this is the time uh, the uh, the point of the show where Kevin and I play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Uh, if you're new to the show, uh, every week Kevin and I play the game show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. We play it together. We put our heads together. Uh, hey yo. There's a total of 15 questions. The 15th question is the million dollar question. Uh, we have three lifelines, a 50-50 and ask the audience and then a phone a friend. The phone a friend one is completely useless and it's never helped us. So basically, we only have two lifelines. And uh, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, your host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Kevin. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. The $100 question. According to popular phrase, one who has been cheated out of money has been, quote, taken to, quote, where? Is it A, the ballpark, B, Las Vegas, C, the car wash, or D, the cleaners? It is D, baby. Yeah, it's D, the cleaners. I mean, Vegas is pretty funny. But uh, yeah, uh, if you cheated out of money, you've been taken to the cleaners. So D, final answer. Here we go. There it is. Here it is. Let's go, baby. Of course we were right. Of course we were right. That was a softball. Uh, okay. It's not bad. Ladies and gentlemen, the $200 question. Bum, bum. Which of these phrases is used to describe the conclusion of an extremely close race? Is it A, a photo finish? B, a Florida election? <laughs> C, a snapshot ending? Or D, a film final. And that's A, a photo finish. 
I'm pretty sure it's a Florida election. No, it's that's, a it's it's a photo finish. That's propaganda, and, uh, man. That's horse, game it's a horse or like photo finish is a horse racing thing where they used to take a picture of the finish line to the uh, if the if it was really close race. So here we go. So it's a it's a photo finish final answer. Let's go. And of course we're right. Of course we're right. Another softball. I like it. I like it, ladies and gentlemen. The three hundred dollar question. Bum bum. Someone making a lot of trouble is commonly said to be, quote, raising what? Is it A, Arizona, B, Abel, C, Adam, or D, Kane? I don't know, Kevin. I mean. So you're in a lot of trouble. You're making a lot of trouble. You're raising hell. Okay, 30 seconds. Uh, Arizona. Arizona? Raising Arizona is a Nick Cage movie. Maybe that's what it means, but I... I have no idea. We have to ask the audience. No, we call Or, like, ask a friend. It's the third question. We can't do it. I don't know what it is. I think it's Raising Hell. Okay, but hell is... making a lot of trouble Raising Hell. We got 11 seconds here. It's Arizona, Arizona, or Adam? No, I I don't know. Okay, I'm going Arizona, five, four. Okay, come on, Nick Cage. Nick Cage, Arizona. No way. Nick Cage, Nick Cage. It was Kane. We queen law. <laughs> you didn't want to use a lifeline, you fool. It was the third question. We're never gonna get yeah, to and now look at it. Now we're done the game. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's it's a long episode anyway. Maybe it was a good Oh, here we go. Maybe, yeah. We'll win it on the next one on a shorter episode. How about that? You uh, know what? You would. And uh, I believe it's time. This is your sports headline of the episode, and your host of sports headline, Evan. And welcome back to your sports headlines. We, of course, have a wonderful show for you tonight, but of course, we're going to start right from the top. The Toronto Maple Leafs have yet to lose or win or whatever a round one after putting together their best uh, push in franchise history with 150 points, 60 goal score, and an incredible franchise that they were. They were destined for glory this year, losing game seven. Mark, you were there, game seven, Toronto as well. You were there yesterday when Mitch Marner got pulled over in Etobicoke with a gun pointing in his face. Mark, how was Mitch Marner? Yeah, he didn't get pulled over. He got carjacked, like straight up, gun at his face. Car. He's probably driving around in a super nice car. But anyway, <laughs> but I mean, the, the big story here is the Maple Leafs lose yet another game seven, and they disappoint their fans yet again. Unreal. Unreal. It's just what, what Leaf fans have gone through over the decades is just, it's, I'm not a Leafs fan. I never have been. And even I can see that it's just getting too much for these guys. You know what I mean? Like my brother is like 44, 45 right now. And he's like been watching the Leafs lose his entire life. Like uh, I brought up uh, the, uh, the playoff. We were having uh, like a mother's day brunch and I brought up the playoffs to him and he's like, playoffs. He's like, do you expect the Leafs to advance? Because if you do, you're the only one. (laughs) He's like, and he doesn't mean that the Leafs aren't good enough to advance. He just knows. 
he's just watched this every single year. It's the curse. And he just, it's, oh. Dude, the Boston Red Sox. You ready for this? Yeah. The Boston Red Sox win 86 years. Oh, they called the curse the curse of the Bambino. You thought that was long? The Chicago Cubs win 108 years. 108 years. And the Maple Leafs are like, guys, it's only been 57 years. Like, just relax. Oh, the last Not time, halfway the, last time the Leafs won the Cup, there were six teams in the league. The uh, but uh, yeah, just so so I feel so bad for Maple Leaf fans. Just uh, but what I am really excited for, Kevin, is that uh, I'm gonna start watching uh, the NHL playoffs and I haven't watched, I haven't watched all season. In fact, I haven't watched hockey in like 10 years, I haven't cared about it, maybe even longer than 10 years. But but starting tonight at 9.30, in less than an hour from now, I know that you guys aren't listening to this live, but less than an hour from when we're recording this is the Battle of Alberta in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Calgary Flames versus the Edmonton Oilers. One of these teams is going to move on to the semis, and there's going to be a Canadian team in the semis no matter what. And you know what? I think I'm going to try to watch it. I'm going to, I'm going to put at 930. I'm going to put the game on. And uh, well, it's weird because uh, one, uh, uh, the internet uh, today said it starts at 930, but then I looked it up a couple of days ago. It said it starts at 1030 and I'm like 1030 at night. Like this game's not going to be over until two in the morning. Cause it's taking right. in the West, obviously. So hopefully it does start at 930 and uh, I'd like to give it a, uh, I'd like, I'd like to watch it. Now this matchup of the battle of Alberta in the playoffs Hasn't happened since 1991. That's uh, it's been 21 years since these two teams have met in the playoffs. And but two, I love. I've always loved because uh, when I was young, Kevin, I grew up on hockey and I loved it. And uh, and I knew that the best hockey ever played took place in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Right. It was always yeah. Second round is balls out craziness. Right. Uh, and I just I love it. And so, yeah, and I'm going to, I'm going to try to watch this series. It's going to be funny because I haven't watched hockey in 10 years and I don't know the name of anybody. I know that uh, the Edmonton Oilers have Connor McDavid and that is it. I know nobody else on the, I'm going to watch a game full. I have to learn people's names and stuff like that. So I think I'm going to get back in to uh, watching more sports. Cause right now I just watch the UFC, but I'd love to get in and start watching some more football I'm really excited to see what the Steelers are going to do this year with a new quarterback. And they got, they got two Ooh. new quarterbacks and they might not play either one of them. Nobody knows. <laughs> so I think it's an exciting time for sports. And I'm going to try to get back even uh, next year. Uh, the Raptors, I'd love to follow the Raptors again. Yeah. The Raptors are going to be a lot of fun. I think they have a great team ahead of them. And lastly, Mark for sports headlines, there's been a lot of movement going on in the NBA. Can you uh, read what's going on in the NBA here? So um, I'm just reading this. I don't uh, understand. But animal rights protesters and several women not attacking basketball players, but protesting to support animal rights. So I have no idea where this comes from or why this is written like this. And you've been listening to your sports headlines. And, of course, that's another awesome time of the show, guys, where we bring you the strain of the day. 
And of course, Mark, you found some incredible innovative packaging. You have to describe it, or may I? It's kind of like getting a medium fry at McDonald's. It's like the paperboard and like the fries stick out perfectly just around the cusp yeah, of it's the a, edge of the board. And like, but they're not fries, they're joints. Yeah, it's a it's a pack of we found, I found at the store a, a pack of pre-rolls that's packaged to resemble uh mcdonald's fries like that that cardboard cutout that holds your fries it's the exact same thing it's sized perfectly where you can see the doobies poking out like they're like they're french fries and i sent a picture of it to kevin and i'm like you have to see this and he immediately he's like someone's getting sued hard like McDonald's. <laughs> that's what i thought right away package marijuana to look like mcdonald's that's probably not kid friendly but uh or I guess it's definitely not kid friendly. It's suggestive. Uh, but, I'm loving it. Hey, mom, I'm loving it. <laughs> but anyway, our strain of the day, though, is uh, it comes from a company called Indiva. And these are another pre-rolls. We always like to look at the pre-rolls. I like the pre-rolls. This is called, uh, the strain is called Rainbow Roll. So it's uh, it's 22.1% THC. It comes in pre-rolls of half gram each. And there's seven of them. And so it's uh, 3.5 grams total. And you got a pre-roll for 25 bucks. I mean, you can't beat that, Kevin. You just can't beat it. You know what I mean? Seven joints for 25 bucks. No, no, you just... You know what really I mean? I can't, like when, when they said Lee, weed was going to be legal, I had no idea that we were going to get deals on it. I thought we were all going to be paying... <laughs> I thought we were going to be paying more than the black market. That's what I really so- thought. So like what, what's happening is of this uh, and it's really interesting because it is packaged April 19th, 2022, but that's when it was packaged. The reality in all aspects is like, and I see, I see it occasionally is where you see people kind of just like moving around being like, Hey, I got five kilos of this, 12 kilos of that, 60 kilos of that, 80 kilos of this. Here's the pricing, take it or leave it. How much do you want? We'll schedule and ship it to you. And dude, there's, there's a lot of cannabis that goes for like, you know, 50 cents or dollar a gram. There's a lot. And it's shit weed and it's old weed. And the thing is, a lot of companies take it, they rehydrate it, which is totally legit or irradiate it, whatever is required. And then they turn it into like great products like the Rainbow Roll. And, and I think it's great that they offer, you know, the consumer what they're looking for. I'm sure they take, it's a nice sweet taste, but it's a Rainbow Roll probably because they mix like 10 different batches together to create one, you know, type of product, I, I suppose. Well, they do that in the wine industry too, right? Yeah, this this is the cannabis industry. This is the same thing, Mark. You you and I both know that. Yeah, yeah, it, it is kind of the same thing in, in in many ways. But yeah, in the in the wine industry, they'll take they'll take wines from all over the world and they'll blend them together and sell it to you for eleven bucks. And you just like, you don't know where the wine comes from because it came from everywhere, but it tastes delicious. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. It gets you drunk. And and at the end of the day, I think that's all some people are looking for. Um, you know, it's funny because like we, you and I were talking before the show about having like a tolerance to, to cannabis. And and for me, it's like it, I've had a really interesting past month of being around different people now that like the mandates are down. You know, it's gotten warm out and starting to become more social. But yeah, sm- smoking weed around people, I didn't realize like I'm pretty sure I'm a stoner. At least I'd be clarified, classified because at least I get called that at work because they're like, Kev, how much weed do you usually smoke? I'm like, I don't know. I buy like an ounce every like week or two. And I, it, it seems like a lot when I think about it, but at the end of the day, I'm like, no, it's about every two weeks. But then I think about that too. I'm like, wow, it's about like two grams a day. And that seems about right. I see, like, 
I see like black guys on the Joe Rogan show who come on and he's like, how much weed do you smoke? And they're like, I smoke about like two ounces a day. And I'm, oh, like, fuck. And I'm like, I don't even know how you have time for that. That's not even possible. Like I've heard so many people say that, that like I smoke an ounce or two ounces a day. And I'm like, okay, <coughs> excuse me. I'm like, for one, obviously you're rich. You can afford that. Like, <laughs> you can afford that much weed, but who smokes that much weed? Like what do you even, I don't even get it. Like no. I don't, not enough time in the day. It's probably, it has to be about like having an entourage. Like you smoke the whole, you smoke up the whole, you smoke up the whole thing. I think um, it's really interesting how, you know, people, people have this big perception about, you know, being a cannabis consumer where it's like, just because you smoke weed or you still like grow weed in your mom and dad's, you know, closet or whatever, when you're a teenager and you did it for five years in your twenties and like, and all of a sudden you're like a fucking, I know how to do it and I'm a master. It's like, yeah, well. You ever done it on a, you ever done it on like a commercial scale? You ever done it on a, you know, a business level and same thing, like everything else, Mark, you separate the good fellows from the bad and you create the rainbow pre-roll 22%. I, I, I always get blown away by it. What is it again? Seven pack for 25 bucks. Yeah. Seven half gram joints, 25 bucks. Fuck. Three and a half grams, 25 bucks pre-rolled. Damn. So let let enjoy it while, while you can, man. Because I think uh, ultimately the way I always think um, it's always good to keep a really good, strong market going. But what's really going to have to happen is I think cannabis is going to have to really lower their price and be subsidized by the government to like support can- Canadians um, and, until they squash out the black market. Still like the black market still controls about 70% of all the commerce in the cannabis uh, culture in Canada. 70% of it. Considering all the stores that you see in Ontario, all of them, that only represents 30% of all the sales in your city. The other 70% black market. Interesting. Guys, we got we got the movie trailer of the day. And Mark, I think like, you know, you and I are both like not that old. I mean, like you were born in the 50s, but that's a whole nother story. The uh, but when you were around 40 years old at the time, back in the like, you know, 80s and 90s. There was uh, this guy named Al Yankovic, and I think he's Canadian, wasn't he? No, no, no. Weird Al Yankovic is not Canadian, but uh, Weird Al Yankovic is, I've been a big fan of his ever since I was a child. Basically, when he first started coming out, I was a big fan of his. I'm still a big fan of his. I actually saw him live at Hamilton Place, and he put on a really great show. Yeah, I know. It it was wicked. Remember you telling me that? No, I, I I didn't tell you that. No, you haven't told me that before. Okay, so after the show, right, I was with a friend, and my friend got on the bus, like, right away. Like, once once we left the show, we got on a bus, and I went to go get on my bus to get home, and it was freezing. And I saw all these people uh, uh, outside this doorway at Hamilton Place just standing there. And my bus just wasn't coming, and I was curious about what they were doing there. And I walked over, and I just, I approached a stranger. I'm like, hey, what's everyone doing here? And they said, oh, Al's coming out. He's going to sign autographs. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Al's coming out. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, all I have to do is wait right here. And Al's going to come out. And yeah, and about 45 minutes later, he made us wait forever. But like 45 minutes later, he totally came out and signed autographs. I stood face to face with Weird Al. I shook his hand. I got his autograph, Kevin. I could even show you his autograph. No, you have shown me his autograph, by the way. The big takeaway that I had was uh, that I am taller than Weird Al. 
Like I'm like no, I'm like no way. I'm like two three inches taller than Al. But Mark, you're five foot seven, aren't you? No, I'm five eleven. And I'm telling, you, Al, I'm telling you, Al is like five foot seven. No, I believe you, man. Just teasing. He's a he's a small guy. Like I was just like, holy shit! I thought Al was like seven feet tall my whole life, but no. Like when you're does seven, seem really tall, doesn't he? He does. Like on TV, he seems huge, but no. In in real life, he's totally like five nine or something like that. Five seven or five eight, maybe. I don't know. He's a cute man. Well, the the crazy thing, guys, is that Daniel Radcliffe is starring in Weird. The Al Yankovic story. It's a movie based on the star-studded guy who did all the videos back in the 90s during the craze of the music video era, and where he poked fun, and he was dramatic rock star biopic. Um, and it's an ex- it's a mostly an exaggeration of the comedian's life where he uses sex, drugs, and emotion and has emotional breakdowns. And again, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, you watch the trailer of Weird, the Al Yankovic story. I think he absolutely nails like the the what do you, what do the trans people call it the spirit animal? He nails the the weird animal. You know what I'm saying? I never heard of the spirit animal thing, but okay. Um, yeah, you know he does. I mean, he does look great, and he does. It looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. I mean, the last Weird Al movie was his movie called UHF, which is still today one of the funniest movies ever made. So goddamn funny the references he made back in the 80s are still relevant today and they're still hilarious today and if this movie is anywhere near as as cool as as the original weird owl movie it's going to be great but yeah like this owl owl's got his old like like the the daniel ratcliffe guy he's got the old school owl hair with the glasses and the hawaiian shirt and shit like that He's got this badass band that's friggin' that can play anything, right? Because when you're weird out, your band has to be able to play anything because you're jumping around genres doing crazy stuff. But uh, I mean, I'm really excited for the movie. I'm, uh, uh, I thought the, the, the trailer is just a teaser. It's only like a one minute, 13 second trailer, but, uh, or teaser, whatever you want to call it. But it looks like a lot of fun. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm definitely watching it and I'm, I'm giving it four stars. Wow, wow. You haven't given a four-star rating in quite a while, Mark. I'm glad that it introduced you to that new trailer. I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I'm going to give it a solid 3.5. But you know what? Now you say four, I'm going to bump it up to four as well because yeah, well it, does, it. it does look polished. It does look like a polished movie. It does look like it was thought of. I have high expectations. I'm giving it a four as well. Yeah, I wonder how much, like, is Al a producer in this movie? Did Al write this movie? Like, a, how much... Of, of al is actually like how much control that i'll actually have like is he is he the one telling the story and daniel ratcliffe is the actor or, i don't know no matter what i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna look into it it's gonna be great i i, I think it sounds pretty fun too. four stars across the bar the board okay ladies and gentlemen we've come to that point where it's the end of the show uh we have a little unwind where kevin and i say any last thoughts I mean, uh, if I have any last thoughts, it's, uh, uh, again, sorry that we've been gone for three weeks. It's just tough to connect. I mean, Kevin and I, who were traveling for work, we, you know what I mean? I don't want to make excuses, but we're busy guys. And uh, it's, it, it can be tough. It's ma'am. It's, it's, it can be tough to make the show happen for you, but we're so glad to make it happen for you. And uh, I hope that we'll be back next Wednesday or we should upload next Wednesday night, our, our latest episode. I would hope, um, and thanks for uh, making it all the way to the end, Kevin. Um, yeah, you know, like they say, this is the end. The end, my friend. 
There's As always, uh, Mark, good to reconnect. Haven't seen you in three weeks. Episode 30, season three. Unbelievable, Mark. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're like 60, 70 episodes now. Cheers to the road and the journey to 100. Yes, thank you, sir. Okay, everyone, you have been listening to the... Excuse me. I'm speaking... Podcast. Podcast. Bum, 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 bum. Bum.